Hello friends, my name is Jonathan Beard. You may have seen me around the university because I am everywhere. I work in the library, so you may or may not know me if you come to the library a lot. Um, I'm there basically any time of day, except for mornings, which is weird. But that's not what I want to stress to you. What I do want to stress to you is you are listening to my podcast, which is called Behind the Mic. It is the debut episode. It's about American history, um, anything history, music history, sprinkled in with some professional wrestling history. And I take it week by week. It's basically this week in history. And the week I want to focus on right now is Monday, September 23rd through Sunday, September 29th. Um, There's not many on Monday. Uh, Three big important ones are 1875's Billy the Kid is arrested for the first time. And he's arrested for stealing a basket of laundry. One of American, American history's greatest outlaws who has committed 21 murders and has numerous movies based on his life, is arrested for a basket of laundry. So that's pretty interesting. But not as interesting as I thought it would be. Um, 1779, in the midst of the American Revolution, John Paul Jones goes up against the greatest navy that we have seen to this point after the Spanish Armada and the Spanish uh, uh, Navy. The British Navy. He goes up against the British Navy. So other than being a cool name for a musical group later on in history, he goes up against the greatest navy at that time and wins. He's not recognized as an American hero until later on, but he does give it to the Navy, more or less. Um, 1806, a couple years after the Louisiana Purchase, Lewis and Clark return to St. Louis, St. Louis. It's, It's pretty significant because Napoleon Bonaparte was trying to finance his war. He looked at Thomas Jefferson in 1803, and he was like, hey, to want to buy this land. And Jefferson was like, I don't really know. And all of his advisors were like, R- really? He's, it's dirt cheap. Like, how are you going to pass up land? <laughs> you know? How are you going to pass up X amount? I don't know, I don't know the ac- uh, acres or the acreage. But Thomas Jefferson in the end said, yeah, why not? It's cheap. It's, it's ours now. Which eventually in 1840s-ish led to the... Uh, Manifest Destiny, which will we we will get to hopefully sometime. Um, and then in 1846, uh, Neptune was discovered, which all four of those are pretty interesting, but there are more interesting things to come. So if we go on to Tuesday, September 24th, um, one of the dates I'm excited about is 1789 the Supreme Court is established I am a big Supreme Court fan um, since its first Supreme Court Justice uh, John Jay I've been to the Supreme Court I've been inside 
It's pretty interesting. I've been to the very first place where the Supreme Court was held, which is, I believe, the Capitol building. I got to do a tour in D.C. It's pretty small. It's really dark, so I don't understand how they did it. Um, and honestly, it's just pretty freaking cool overall. So, yeah, John Jay is their first Supreme Court justice. The, the you know, later on in time, you have uh, Marshall, John Marshall, who is, if not the greatest Supreme Court justice, in my opinion, um, you can sound off later and tell me who your favorite Supreme Court justice is. And then you have the only president in history to be both, the only man in history to be both president and Supreme Court justice, the man who was elected later in the 1900s, around 1911, uh, President William Howard Taft, who was from Ohio, Cincinnati. Well, he's not originally from here, but he, we have the Taft Theater, Taft uh, Museum, basically Taft, Taft, Taft. Um, which I find pretty interesting. And then later on in history, you have the Burgers Court, you have the Warren Court, um, you have, and then all the way up to um, President Bush's uh, John Roberts Jr., I believe. I'm not really sure who the Supreme Court Justice is now. Um, give me one moment. I'm actually going to look it up because I don't really know who it is now. I don't think it's John Roberts, but I could be wrong. I lied to you. It is John Roberts. He's been since 2005. Okay. So, yeah. Eight, uh, 1789, Supreme Court is established. And we all know the Supreme Court is the judicial side of the of the, uh, the judicial branch of the executive the legislative and judicial branch i i personally find it really cool that's just me that's one thing i wanted to get to in this week's um i wanted to mention uh 1948 honda motor company is incorporated um this guy the the honda his last name is honda he came from nothing to create like the second or third biggest car manufacturing company. Honda is a good company. They make really good cars. I'm not a car guy, but they make really, really nice cars. Everybody I know wants a Honda. Um, so I get it. Another cool, another cool date is 622. Um, Muhammad completes... Um, I, I'm probably going to butcher this, so I do apologize in advance. But he completes his hegira. I probably said that wrong, but it's basically his pilgrimage. He goes to Mecca, Islam's um, big city, his pilgrimage, his hajj to Mecca. And that's basically when the start of Islam it's the start of Islam. Islam is one of the fastest growing religions. It 
is the third biggest after Christianity slash Catholicism and after Judaism. Um, I'm not going to go into the specifics of Islam because I don't know all the specifics, but right now it's, uh, he completes it. And this is the start of Islam, which in reality is a big thing because after 622, it spreads like wildfire. It takes, it, it takes over most of Spain. It pretty much takes over the Middle East. It takes over the top of Africa and it, it kind of, I don't want to say seeps because that's a strong word, but it seeps into European lifestyle. It seeps into their lifestyle because most of Europe at this time is Protestant Christian except for Italy, which, you know, is run by the Catholic Church. It's ran by the Pope. And, you know, later on you have the Renaissance, Renaissance and you have the Dark Ages, the Middle Ages, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Islam is great because it helps the Dark Ages really become the Renaissance. Because when you have the Crusades in 1095, when you have the Crusades in 1095 and then 1099 and then later on the 1100s, it's not about fighting for God. It's mainly about, well, yes, that's why they were started, but... The end point is the Crusaders fought um, Muslims and they fought against the Islam faith and vice versa. And then you have Solomon, or yeah, Suleiman the Great, I believe. Um, they just go back and forth. One victory. They, they end up failing in the end. But it's not a failure because with the rise and the spread of Islam, you have these this culture, you have this religion, you have this overall presence in life you just it's great um they take the culture and they take the religion they take spices they take food they take anything they can the crusaders can get their hands on and they take it back to europe and you end up getting the renaissance you have the enlightenment afterwards it's because the growth of islam I can't stress that enough. And then the top of Africa where you have Carthage and Egypt and it just, the spread of Islam is one of the greatest historical moments in history, world history at that. So I might come back to that. I might not. Um, two events, one for Tuesday and one for Wednesday or Thursday, I believe, kind of coincide, uh, which is 1890, the Mormon Church officially renounces uh, polygamy. Um, so basically, the Mormon Church started in the late 1800s, I believe in Utah, uh, Latter-day Saints. Um, and their big thing, they were based on, uh, it's, it's not their main thing, but it, 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 it's what people remember the Mormon Church and the Latter-day Saints as, is the polygamy. The, uh, the husband or the man can take multiple wives. Um, and they, at the time, it, it was a thing for the elite or the higher-ups, um, 
but even the higher ups were like, eh, yeah, we practice it, but at the same time, we don't really condone it. But it's it's a big cultural practice for the Mormon Church. Um, so, but the U.S. government, the American government, basically looked at them and said, "Hey, guys, you can't really do this. We don't we don't care. We're not going to let you be." citizens we're not going to allow you to be this church we're not going to let you have this religious uh we're not going to have this religious tolerance of this practice so it's kind of a conflict between church and state if you think about it but essentially Yeah, if you think about it, it's kind of a um, big thing in American history in the Mormon Church and the Latter-day Saints, which Latter-day Saints and Latter-day Saints and Mormon Church are one if you have not put that together, which is okay. You know, we all learn. We all had the capacity of learning. I learned. I'm doing a history podcast, but I'm learning every day. Uh, all of this is not complete, but, you know, I'm just I'm having fun with it. I just want to spread the wealth, spread the knowledge. So getting back to the Mormon church, um, yeah, they basically were not, they were second-rate citizens in the United States until this, until they decide, they say, hey, we won't do this anymore. Um, yeah. So just to give you a stat, um, it says best estimates suggest that men with two or more wives made up only five to 15% of the Mormon population, Mormon community. But even though only a tiny minority minority of Mormons practice plural marriage. Many church leaders were very reluctant to abandon it, uh, arguing that to do so would destroy the Mormon way of life. Ironically, though, the Mormon manifesto called for the end of polygamy actually paved the way to greater Mormon-Gentile cooperation, and it could have been the best thing they've ever done. Um... And if you look at it in today's cultural competency, religious competency, um, I mean, yes, humans all together are not really monogamous, which is really funny when you look at American America's culture, American culture, and you look at the history of weddings, and you, we're not monogamous people, uh, at least men as we are taught, are not monogamous. But at the same time, you have the United States government saying you can't do this. I'm trying to find it. Um, I get all of it based on history.com. Um, so I just want to be um, transparent. This is not my, these are not my ideas. I'm just basically going off of this day in history by uh, history.com. I just write down what I think and I'm just putting it on you guys just to just to talk this is a conversation and later on in the program I will ask for you guys to sound off on this stuff because 
I am not the only person who likes this stuff. I know this for a fact. Um, oh my goodness, I cannot find it. I might, I might come back to it, you guys, because there's another section. It might be in the different, um, a different day. But basically, go moving on to 1964, as I mentioned with the Supreme Court in 1964, the Warren Commission uh, report uh, delivered the president's. <laughs> when you can't read your own handwriting. But basically, everybody knows about um, JFK. He got assassinated in 1963. June. June. Oh, it's 11. 11-22-63. Or not, yeah. Yeah. November 22nd, 1963. That is a date I will always remember. It's um, President Kennedy, JFK, was assassinated on November 22nd, 1963. And this is where you get into a lot of conspiracies. You have, I know one of my best friends loves conspiracy and Shane Dawson. Um, I'm not a big fan of conspiracy, but that's just me personally. Everybody thinks there's, there were more than one shooter that Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone or acted with many members and some people think it's the FBI some people think it's the CIA I I don't I can't really tell you but I believe he acted alone that's just me personally you can tell me what you think that's on you um, I personally believe he acted alone because we just don't really have the evidence. We might, and I may not have read up on it. Um, let me know. Just I believe he acted alone. So, yeah, and that's really, and this is where all the conspiracy comes out as well, because the Warren Commission, Earl Warren, who is the chief justice in the 60s, more or less, they he had a whole commission he had a whole report he had a lot of people work on this stuff and even they came back and said hey he acted alone but then again like i have said at least four times now that's where conspiracy creeps up on you did he act alone did he not act alone was it president lbj lyndon baines johnson lyndon b johnson did he issue it? Is he trying to cover stuff up? Who knows? But um, that's that's a discussion for another week. Um, November is coming up. Uh, yes, November is coming up after October. If I can, if I can thank months. It's been a long day, you guys. Eleven twenty-two. I will definitely speak more on JFK's assassination. But for right now, this date, uh, Tuesday, September 24th, 1964, Warren Commission has officially reported to President Johnson that they acted alone. Um, be what it is, it is what it is. So, moving on, 1941. Um, this is September, so 
September 24th, 1941, um, the Japanese gather preliminary data on Pearl Harbor, a date that will live in infamy about two months later. So in about two months, the Amer America gets involved in World War II. Exciting. But right now, this is just a preliminary gathering intel on Pearl Harbor. Um, that completes Tuesday. Wednesday, September 25th, 1957, uh, I know one of my friends at the library uh, who's in Dr. Robinson's history since 1945, uh, HIS-211, I believe. Um, he actually, they just actually went over this. 1957, Little Rock Nine's first day of classes. So, 1957 is not the start of the Civil Rights Movement, but it is about two years after. I think 1955 was the Montgomery bus boycott with Rosa Parks, if anybody remembers that. Um, yeah, so about two years later, we will see the Little Rock Nine begin their first full day of classes. And Brown v. Board was 1954, so about three years after the desegregation of uh, classes of education, more or less. It wasn't, 1954 was Brown v. Board of Education, but as everybody knows, legislation is slow-moving in American history. We all know this, and if you don't, legislation is very slow moving. It's not implemented right away unless it's like executive order, which Roosevelt, uh, uh, President Roosevelt did in the 1940s. He rounded up all people who were Asian American or Asian or of really Asian descent and he rounded them up into camps, pretty much like the Nazis did, but we didn't, we didn't kill them. We didn't, we just held them there because they were, uh, Japan was responsible, as I had said 10 minutes earlier, um, responsible for Pearl Harbor. So, um, yeah, legislation acts slowly in American history, and 1957, Little Rock Nine, begins their first classes. 1775, going all the way, way back, um, Ethan Allen, who was partners, more or less, with Benedict Arnold. This is a fascinating story. I didn't know this. So pretty much, Ethan Allen was a conspirator with Benedict Arnold. Um, and we all know, if you say the phrase, well, aren't you a Benedict Arnold? That means you're a traitor, you're a turncoat. Um, I love that word, turncoat. But Ethan Allen was arrested and basically brought to England, Britain, I believe, and they didn't want to kill him right away, but they didn't really want him to be a free man. Um, but what Ethan Allen did, he wrote... Uh, while he was in prison, he wrote to, at the time, General George Washington and, like, two other people. George Was Washington 
thought this was a brave act that he 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 saluted him. I forgot the word, um, not commandeer, but he basically said, "You're a brave soul." I don't. He didn't. So George Washington did not want Ethan Allen to be hanged. He, which was being hanged, was a sign of pretty much you were low of the low. He wanted him to be executed via firing squad slash Ethan Allen wanted to die by firing squad, which was seen as a noble death. Which (laughs) did not happen. Ethan Allen was captured. He wrote the letters. He ended up being hanged anyway. Which, you know, you you don't turn your back at a time of the American Revolution on America. You don't turn your back. You can, because the American Revolution wasn't all that hyped up to be, yes, it created America, but the underlying causes, as everybody knows them, are false. Or at least they are a, um, the underlying cause is a silhouette, more or less, which I will get into maybe later, but I doubt it. So moving on to 1970, the Partridge family premieres on ABC. I was not a fan, uh, nor am I a fan of the Partridge family, but everybody knows, um, or at least if you ask your parents, your older adults, your older siblings that were born before 1970 or who have a conscious memory of 1970, Partridge family was, it was, it was hype. It was, it was big. I don't know if the song "Come On Get Happy" was on that on that show, but it pro- it might have been. Please excuse the horrible singing. Um, I'm a historian, not a music major, so it was really big. That's my point. Moving on to 2005 um, is another date which I find very interesting, but at the same time. Not many people might. Um, the IRA, the Irish, I think it's the Irish Republic Alliance. Um, let me double check that real quick so I'm not making a fool of myself, which honestly, which is fine. This is the first episode. You can tell me. The I, Yeah. The Irish Republican Army. So when Irish was battling, they've been battling to repaint it to remain an independent nation, an independent country. The Irish since a long time. They've been battling the British for a while now. Um, but in two thousand five, they got together with the appropriate authorities and appropriate people. They signed a ceasefire act. And they officially disarmed themselves, and they were officially disarmed, and basically everything was hunky-dory. Which, in reality, a lot of people think they didn't really disarm all the way. It was just a sign of respect, a sign of, let's stop fighting. Um, Moving on to, uh, as I have said earlier, 1894. Grover Cleveland, who is the only president in history to be appointed, to be elected president twice, but non-consecutively. Grover Cleveland uh, pardons 
he, he, I can't read my own handwriting, which is an embarrassment, but he pardons basically everybody who was a part of the Mormon church that was polygamists. He pardons um, adulterers, polygamists, unlawful cohabitants, and um, others. So as I have said earlier, this is from the Mormons of the 24th, uh, September 24th, a day earlier, but Yeah, a day earlier, about X amount of years before. Uh, yeah, 1890 was when it was made illegal, and it was four years later. Four years later, President Cleveland made everybody who was a part of that conspiracy illegal. He made them illegal. Last but not least, wrapping up Wednesday, September 25th, is 1789, and woohoo! Bill of Rights was officially passed by Congress. America is uh, basically America in 1789 when the Bill of Rights was passed, and the Federalists and the Anti-Federalists went at it. One wanted the Bill of Rights, one was like, eh, we don't really care, um, but the people who wanted the Bill of Rights officially got it passed. It's big, but it's not really something to go into. Everyone pretty much knows the Bill of Rights. And if not, sound off. Thursday, September 26th. This day, this day is really important in my eyes because we were taught that this was a big day. And I find it big because in 1960, um, Kennedy president, future president Kennedy and future president Nixon, Richard Nixon, square off in the first televised presidential debate. You don't, you don't really understand how important this is. You might, but a young JFK, an older Richard Nixon who has been a part of HUAC, the House on, uh, House on American Activities Committee looking for Hollywood communists and before that was the vice president under um eisenhower he's been in government nixon has been in government for a while and jfk he was uh nate he was um he was in world war ii he was a military hero more or less um and yeah so jfk and nixon faced off against each other JFK is young. He's he's fairly good looking, um, in good health as opposed to later on in his life, um, who which deteriorates, is battling Nixon. Nixon has a cold. He has a the flu. He's not looking so good. His makeup's running off under the hot lights. If if anybody knows and who has recorded under theater under lights, they're pretty warm. So. We we all understand. We all know who wins in, in 1960, um, but it was pretty much a no show. It was an, it was a no contest. JFK won. TV was a big factor. Um, 1957, West Side Story is officially on Broadway. 
It eventually becomes a movie, you know, theater buffs love this. Um, I think it's significant, but not something I should go into. Uh, 1969, uh, The Brady Bunch. Again, just like the Partridge, fam- Partridge Family, just like the show, uh, this is 1969. Uh, this was earlier. This was a year earlier. So The Brady Bunch premieres, and then uh, a year later, The Partridge Family. This is the era of good TV for your parents and for sometimes your grandparents, but you never know. Um, You have Marsha, Greg, uh, Annie, I guess. I don't remember. There was like 18 people in that house, you guys, so I don't really care that much, to be completely honest with you. But it is important. Um... 1580, Francis Drake circumnavigates the globe. Everybody thinks it was Magellan. It probably was, but on this day in history, it's Francis Drake who circumnavigates the globe. Um, I don't know too much about it. I just thought it was pretty interesting, as might you guys. But moving on, 1945, uh, the first American soldier is killed in American America's phase of Vietnam. So, <sighs> Vietnam, American portion, you know, 64 to 75, but this was earlier. Um, yeah, Vietnam was a deadly war. It was crazy. I'll get more into it later on, but right now, just... For you, for the sake of, for the sake of this week, the first American soldier was killed. Um, eighteen twenty. Uh, Daniel Boone, the famous frontiersman, dies in Missouri. You know, one of the greatest outlaw, uh, not outlaws, and one of the greatest outdoorsmen, frontiersmen, along with um, Davy Crockett, uh, David. Uh, uh, not Bo, David Bowie, uh, Bowie, the inventor of the Bowie knife, uh, long knife, if anybody doesn't understand. Um, and then 1918, um, basically World War One. Uh, the, probably pronouncing this wrong, the Meuse-Argonne Offensive uh, opens, pretty much. 1918, it's um, the end of the World War One. Germany at this point, uh, uh, Kaiser Wilhelm, uh, he's, it's just going downhill for World War One for the Germans, and this is basically the story, I don't think it's interesting, but for all you guys who are listening, and I wrote it down, so I, I find it a little interesting apparently, I don't remember writing this one down, um, how embarrassing is that, um, so, yeah. Uh, give me a minute and I will tell the story of the Marsh, the Argonne Offensive. Pretty much as I am reading here. It is the last, it's the last straw for 
uh, the Germans more or less. Because it's, again, like I've said, you guys, 1918 is the last year of World War One. 1914 to 1918, America comes in 1917. Um, yeah, uh, General uh, Pershing, who I find personally awesome, John J. Pershing, I don't know why, I just really find him interesting. He commands that and all that good stuff. Moving on, though, that wasn't as exciting, but I thought it was interesting. Um, the last couple days is Friday, September 27th, 1540. Um, Jesuit order is established. We all know about the Jesuits, Xavier University, um, and many other universities. One of the... Uh, greatest orders I can think of next to Catholicism. I am a Catholic, um, so I know about Catholic history and the Jesuits. Um, I have said, not to make this personal, but I have said if I wasn't a Catholic, I'd be a Jesuit. I believe in their mission. And just like, um, you know, I believe in the Sisters of Charity's mission, I also believe in the Jesuits' mission. Um, I just personally like this date, 1540 Jesuits order is established. Uh, 1869. This one's this one's exciting. I want to get to this one real quick. Um, Sheriff Waldo Hickok proves too wild for Kansas. So just like Billy the Kid, um, this guy's a sheriff. He's pretty much, let's be honest, an outlaw because the sheriffs in the town had all the authority in the Wild West, especially Kansas. Especially Wyoming, you know, where it was fend for yourself, carry a gun, shoot if you must. There was some order, especially Whitwell Bill Hickok. This guy becomes a sheriff, okay? He stands around in a saloon, fight breaks out, big riot breaks out. He takes his gun out and just straight out just murders the first guy that started it and the whole crowd just d dissipates. He establishes order in like two seconds. Everybody's like, that's pretty cool. But then again, he keeps doing it. He, he tries to show that he is the authority by sh murdering people in cold blood. Not even, he, he puts his foot down. He rules with an iron fist. So eventually he loses his sheriff's title. It's like 186 votes in like 12. <laughs> People weren't having it anymore. They were like, this is cool for a good hot minute, but leave. <laughs> I find it very interesting. And last but not least for Friday, September 27th is, um, well, okay, my bad. I lied. This last two, 1939. Poland surrenders. World War II is officially on its way. The next year, uh, 1940, Hitler in Germany signs the tripartite tripartite agreement with uh, Italy and Japan, which we all know what happens later on. Um, Japan or uh, Germany invades Russia. Um, invades Russia basically Japan a year later as I have said in a previous day 
just bombs Pearl Harbor and Hitler's like, bro, what are you doing? We don't want these guys in the war. But then Japan's like, yeah, it goes downhill from there. Um, Saturday, September 28th, um, 48 BC, Pompey the Great is assassinated. I'm a big believer in Pompey the Great and Caesar and all those guys. I found that pretty cool. It's just a little minutia for you. 1965, Fidel Castro announces that Cubans are now free to leave the island. This was a big deal. Fidel Castro was the dictator of Cuba. Um, and then after him was Raul Castro. And in the last, I don't know, like what, five years, six, seven years, I don't remember. It was the first time a Castro hasn't led in 60, 50 or 60 years that... So at this time, it was big. If you want to get off the island of Cuba, leave. It was your time. If, if you don't go, I'm sorry. Sucks to be you. Nine, uh, 1066. William the Conqueror invades England. 1066, the Battle of Hastings. I don't know why I find this very important, but I do. I've been taught the Battle of Hastings is cool. and I don't remember it that much. To be completely honest, but I really love the Battle of Hastings. Um, I'm going to relook it up someday, but for the sake of this podcast, I am not. And then the next one, 1918, um, September 28th, 1918, the Great Spanish Flu that wiped out like half of the world's population started in Philadelphia. America actually started the flu epidemic. It traveled over to Europe and it cultivated more in Spain, wiped out a lot of Europe's population, and then it came over here again and it wiped out a lot of our population. So the great Spanish flu of 1918, 1919 started in America. Um, 1928, penicillin is discovered by Sir Alexander Fleming. I can't stress how important this is. Penicillin. It was discovered by moldy bread or from moldy bread. Who does that? I mean, do you just look at a piece of moldy bread and go, that's going to save billions of lives in the future? Uh, I, I personally don't understand it. I love it. And then last but not least, Sunday, September 29th. 1982, um, this event in 1982 is why we have the cotton ball and protective uh, film on Tylenol and Advil and all of the pain relievers that you take. Because back in 1982, cyanide um, was injected into a Tylenol bottle. It says cyanide-laced Tylenol kills six people. So six people die and everyone's freaking out because they now think their Tylenol, everybody's Tylenol is laced with some sort of killing agent. 
some sort of pesticide, some sort of agent that will infect everybody. This happens one time, I believe. I could be wrong. This happens one time and everybody flips out. But then again, that's why you have the uh, FD, FDA, Food and Drug Administration, which came out of 1901, President Roosevelt's um, uh, food and, uh, Clean Food and Drug uh, Act of 1901. This is big because it can lead to mass riot. And, yeah. 1988... Um, Stacey Allison becomes the first woman to reach the summit of Mount Everest. Now, I don't know how long before or after before the two guys reached the peak of Everest, but this was the first woman to do it. No other woman has done it before her, which is really big. I thought I should include it. And then, last but not least, I am in um, Professor um, Trokin, John Trokin's Holocaust class. Um, the Holocaust was a, not to leave it on a downer, but the Holocaust was a very, very tragic massacre of something like 6.6 .6 million Jewish um, people. Not just those of Jewish ancestry, but those who were people with disabilities, um, those of LGBTQ status, um, just uh, just people who were not of the Nazi regime those who didn't Nazis did not like it was the mass extermination of life in general um, I will talk about this more in coming up sessions but I, I just want to throw it out there because in 1941 um, the Bobby Yard massacre begins um, you know you have the uprising of the Warsaw ghetto you have crystal knock night of broken glass you have Night of a Thousand Knives, I believe. Um, but basically, this is not the only instance that the Nazis partook, partook, partake in? English, not my strong suit. Um, so yeah, that, con uh, not really, no, I lied. It does not conclude. Um, I will run down a list a, of music history. For you guys real quickly um, so during the week of September 23rd through the 29th the birth date of uh, Ray Charles uh, who is one of the greatest pianists and ever is born Bruce Springsteen of the E Street Band I personally don't like him but he does a lot of good for a lot of people he there's there's um records and he a lot of just stuff about him but i personally don't like him um linda mccartney uh who is paul mccartney's first wife is born 
uh, Meatloaf, Ed Sullivan, who is one of the greatest television hosts, um, you know, music television hosts, and then Jerry Lee Lewis, who I personally like. I will not get into why, because it's a long history of Jerry Lee Lewis, but um, he was born. Those who died, though, was John Bonham, who was personally one of the greatest drummers for a band ever. Uh, he was the drummer for Led Zeppelin. Led Zeppelin uh, and Pink Floyd, two of my personal favorite band, so I had to include him. Uh, Miles Davis, who was a great jazz trumpeteer, or trumpeter, however you want to say it. Um, and then going into some big, big events in music history, you have Buddy Holly, so that'll be the day. Um, hits number one, which we all know, um, we all know that Don McLean's The Day the Music Died, or American Pie, the song The American Pie is about Buddy Holly. He, they paved the way for a lot of different musicians. Um, the Doors, People Are Strange was released, which one of, it's one of my all-time favorites. Um, Elvis, his Jailhouse Rock is released as a single. Um, 1957. Stick, uh, Sticks, Come Sail Away was released. Uh, Kink, The Kinks, You Really Got Me was released. One of the greatest albums of all time, Abbey Road by The Beatles was released in 1969. And then you have Hey Jude's a year before that, uh, The Beatles' Hey Jude. Bad Companies, um, Bad Company hits number one. That's their song slash record. You have Bob Marley. During this week, uh, becoming, getting his name out there, he plays his first, uh, final concert ever in 1980. Um, one of the biggest names in reggae. Um, you have a guitarist named Jimmy James, which everybody you may know as Jimi Hendrix. He changes his name and basically cements his legacy um, in 1966. Bobby McFerrin's Don't Worry, Be Happy is um, recorded, and it is the first a cappella song to reach number one on the Billboard Hot 100 list in 1988. Back to Elvis Presley, who, you know, broke all sorts of records. His song, Love Me Tender, is the first song, first single in history to sell a million copies before it was even released in 1964. Everyone knows the tragic story of Nirvana and Kurt Cobain. Um, I had a argument with my cousin not too long ago about whether or not about what happened to Kurt Cobain. He says one thing, I say a different thing. But I'm going to let you guys explain to me what you think happened. It might be true. It might not be. There's a lot of conspiracy, as I said about JFK. There's a lot of conspiracy about Co um, Kurt Cobain. But in 1990, 
Um, Dave Grohl, who eventually goes on after Nirvana to be the lead singer for Foo Fighters. He is the official drummer in 1990. Um, This one's really good. Beatles earned the Order of the British Empire honors from Queen Elizabeth II for musical, uh, uh, musically inclined and arts. The band was recommended by um, Prime Minister Harold Wilson, who believed that the Beatles had a positive effect on British youth. All right, let me say that again. He thought they had a positive effect on British youth. Next thing you know, the Beatles are thrilled. They get high in a bathroom before the ceremony. So, like, that's a great educational thing right there. Um, And then many people protested the honors of the Beatles. Um, Many people protested, and whoever was awarded this particular award uh, gave back their honor, actually, um, in protest. And then later on, John Lennon would give his back due to protesting of the Vietnam War. But this was in 1965, a year after the Beatles came came out to America and performed um, their, like, first hit in America, which is I Want to Hold Your Hand. Go and listen to it. I love it. Um, And then last but not least, Breaking Ground in 2005, the white stripe the white stripes excuse me try something different and become the first band to webcast a concert so that was 2005 <coughs> all right folks um i hope you enjoyed this podcast um there will be many more to come maybe not as long as this one this one's basically an hour um they may be shorter They may be longer, but that's history for you. I just want to put a side note. Um, If you guys listen to Nameless Podcast, the first episode of Season 3, I go and say Hemi will be at the career fair. Um, I want to retract that statement because it's the career fair and they are not about hiring. They just need mentors, so they kind of retracted their um, involvement. So, and then the last thing, the last thing, last thing I want to say is history, yes, we have the facts, but at the same time, it's very interpretive. It's open to perception of everybody. So if you think I was wrong in any way or if I missed anything or if you guys think I could do better or you just have anything to add, please hit that subscribe button, go to Twitter, uh, uh, Mountcast, and please give your opinions on anything I have said in this podcast. Um, Tell me about your conspiracies. Tell me about your favorite um, historical uh, event. It doesn't have to be this week or not. Um, Tell me about your favorite music. Just anything, sound off on um, Mountcast's Twitter um, or Facebook um, under 
maybe put in the hashtag history. Um, but yeah, it's been really fun recording this. I hope you guys enjoy it. Yes, it's a little long, but I believe it's worth it. Um, please, please, please sound off on Twitter or Facebook using the hashtag history or um, behind the mic. Thank you guys. Um, thank you for listening. And um, Jonathan Beard sounding off. Signing off, not sounding off. I sounded off the whole broadcast. <laughs> signing off.